Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AEW Rampage. Ricky Starks defeated Preston Vance of LFI. Uh, Big Bill went and joined Tony Schiavone and Nigel McGinnis for commentary for this match. A different team than usual as this was taped alongside Collision. This match was getting pretty good and Vance had the upper hand until Big Bill gets on the apron, distracting Vance as Starks follow with a spear for the pen. Starks and Bill continue the attack after until Rush and Drillistico run out. Rene Paquette is backstage with Chris Jericho, which I'm guessing this was pre-taped unless he jetted right out of there to head to Japan for his DDT match with Konosuke Takeshita. But Rene asked him about his match and said that he is going to get his revenge and teach Konosuke a lesson in front of his friends and family. Uh, surprised yet happy that they're able to plug this match, although they didn't really get into details on how or where you can watch it. Just a match is happening Sunday in Japan. We then go to Lexi Nair, who's with Don Callis and Prince Nana, and ask Callis who the fourth member of Don Callis' family will be for the upcoming street fight on Dynamite. They reveal that they have cut a deal since Sammy Guevara is still out of action, so Brian Cage took his place. After the break, Lexi was with Jeff Jerry and his family, and oh my god, had they finally gotten a name, as Lexi calls them the Heat of AEW. And this past summer, Jeff Jerry did trademark the name Heat, so it's possible they're going with some iteration of that. Uh, Lexi asked when Jay Lethal will challenge Eddie Kingston for the RH World title. They didn't give an answer, just that when he does, Lethal will win the title. Ortiz walks in and tells him to say to his face what they said last week. They said that he is outnumbered, but Ortiz says that where he's from, even if they are, if they're going to get jumped, they go down swinging. And he started attacking them until Satnam Singh stops him and starts choking him out. Next match, straight out of your mama's kitchen, Red Velvet. Oh, how I miss saying that. Defeated Ruby Soho. When this match was announced, I'll be honest, I was certain Ruby would get the win here. And I got upset that they would book Velvet in back-to-back losses upon her ninth month return. But when they should have built her a return with vignettes and a push out out of the gates. So I'll admit I was wrong about this outcome. But she could have still used some vignettes. Uh, the way she won, though, was questionable as Ruby had the match won until a stage helper delivered a bouquet of flowers to her. She was frozen in shock from this and almost got rolled up for the pen. But luckily, Velvet did a little bit more offense, including hidden just desserts to get the pen. The Kingdom defeated local tag team Los Suavecitos. Uh, only way I remember that these guys is because uh, Chris Hero did bring them up on a uh, interview that he had with John Pollock as being a tag team from West Coast uh, West Coast Pro Wrestling. Roderick Strong interrupted Dasha and tells everybody that No Nick November is in full effect. This was a squash match as they hit their new finisher called the Neck Check as Matt Taven gets the pin. Roddy runs in after and hits the end of Heartache really quick before going back to his wheelchair and putting him back in his neck brace and glasses. Pretty funny here. We go to Daniel Garcia, Matt Menard, and Angela Parker backstage as Garcia says that he went through the AEW roster page and he found Andrade El Idolo's name and challenged him for the next night on Collision. Ruby Soho and Soraya barge in as Soraya starts yelling about whoever sent Ruby flowers. Ruby and Angelo Parker are in the back kind of flirting through this as uh, once Soraya notices this, she snatches Ruby away from them. Roderick Strong and the Kingdom were in the back, but got interrupted by Action Andretti and Darius Martin, which set up a match between Roddy and Darius for Collision. And in the main event here, FTR defeated El Ejo, the Vikingo, and Commander. Flipped versus Fist here, of course. Vikingo almost died diving headfirst to the commentary table, which was ringside. So no, no worries. He didn't get launched up the ramp. Fantastic match here. Competitive to the very end when FTR hit the big rig on Commander as Cash Wheeler gets the pin. All four embrace at the end, but the lights turn off to reveal House of Black on the screen as Buddy Matthews and Julia Hart... Uh, slowly step out of the picture, insinuating that Brody King and Malachi Black would be re-entering the tag team division, which they have, as they are part of the four-way for full gear. We go to Impact Wrestling. Tasha Steele defeated Diana Perrazzo in pretty dominant fashion here, hitting a cutter, followed by another cutter to get the big win. Santino Morello was in between an argument with the ABC and Kenny King and Sheldon Jean, which ended up having a tag match made for the following week. Crazy Steve, he catches in his feaster-fired briefcase here to get a digital media championship match against Tommy Dreamer, and he gets to get the win, but by disqualification, because Steve gets a fork involved 
involved at the end of the match. Dreamer ends up taking it and using it on Steve, getting himself disqualified. And then Dreamer kept using this after the match and busted up Steve while yelling, Fork you. But Steve just kind of lapped it all this off. Brian Myers defeated Joe Henry. Henry started with a promo saying that there's a rebranding. And people thought he meant going from Impact to TNA. But instead... He, it is about Brian Myers going from Edge's bitch to Adam's bitch. Good match here with Myers blocking the standing ovation, raking Henry's eyes, and hitting the roster cut to get the pen. Eric Young defeated Eddie Edwards. Alicia Edwards kept trying to interfere with chairs and Kendall Six, but at the end it backfired as she hit Eddie with the stick by accident, followed by a pile driver from Young to get the pen. Heath tried to get in Brian Myers' face backstage, but Moose gets in between them and accepts the match with Heath to show his loyalty to Myers. Sunny Kiss was being interviewed backstage and said it's going to be sunny all year long. Trinity interrupts and they set up a match for next week. Dirty Dango defeated Oleg Prudius, the former Vladimir Kozlov, making his uh, Impact Wrestling debut. He defeated the team of Nick Diamond and Storm Grayson. Dango didn't even enter the match here. He just joined commentary the entire time while Prudius destroyed his opponents. But at the very end, Dango runs up to the apron and gets the tag to come in and get the easy pin. Bully Ray and Jordan Grace had a backstage segment with Steve Macklin and Kylan King that set up a mixed tag match for next week, with Kylan being disappointed in the person who trained her in Bully Ray, as Macklin called him soft. Trey Miguel and Zachary Wentz backstage introduced a newest member of the Rascals in Myron Reed. I'm so happy for him. I was just talking about him a couple weeks ago, uh, playing security on AEW. So now it's good to see him uh, look to get a permanent role here in Impact as part of the Rascals. And in the main event for the Impact World Championship, Alex Shelley defeated Jonathan Gresham in a fantastic 20-minute match. I'm sure you heard about this one already this week. But if not, here is your warning to go stop what you're doing and watch it. Crazy ending sequence here with the last three minutes being nonstop action, no pun intended, with the ending being Shelley pulling in Gresham after hitting a super kick right into the shell shock to get the pin. We got an ROH on Honor Club. The show starts with Athena backstage with Billy Starks, where she says that her MIT suspension has been lifted. First match, Serpentigo gets a surprise win over Tony Nese. Nice and Mark Sterling started talking trash on their way to the ring, saying that they have two wins over Ethan Page and called him a loser. Nice was dominant the entire match, but what happens? Ethan Page walks up out there with a mic, dressed right at the workout with Nice, but this distracts him as Serpentigo rolls up Nice for the surprise pin. We have a Ring of Honor Women's World Championship Proving Ground match as Athena defeated Heidi Howitzer, who I've spoken about lately as Wrecking Ball and Women of Wrestling. Here making a Ring of Honor debut. Good showing from her, but Athena hits the right hook to get the pin and the win. Athena a little bit nicer to Billy ringside, but not 100%. Athena attacked Heidi after, and Billy let her do it for once. Kyle Fletcher defeated Lee Johnson, Shane Taylor, and Lee Moriarty were watching from the back in a pretty good match here where Fletcher hit the jumping tombstone pile driver for the win. Taylor and Moriarty seemed disappointed in Johnson but kept asking how long will it take until Johnson joins them. Layla Hurst defeated Charlotte Renegade. Re- Robert Renegade gets on the apron to distract the referee as Charlotte tried to use a chair on Layla but Rachel Ellering comes out to stop her followed by Layla putting Charlotte in the arm breaker to submit her. Again, Layla wants nothing to do with Ellering and leaves her. Athena was with Billy and Lexi in the, in the back as Athena was yelling at Lexi for being buddy with Will Nightingale, and now she's being demoted to MIT number one, no longer the bestie. So Athena tells Billy to get ready for her match tonight and wonders who would step up to be her opponent at final battle in her hometown. So I'm sticking by my theory that this is going to be Billy Starks taking the title off of Athena. Iron Savages defeated the team of Cole Carter and Griff Garrison. Marie on the outside unbuttoned her jacket to distract Bronson. Uh, something of no here, they seem to have dropped the Canellas Bennett part of Maria's name as she's just going by Maria now. This match got a little bit slow at times and it felt a little bit too long going almost 10 minutes, but I get it, trying to establish these tag teams in Ring of Honor. Bronson gets the pin on Carter after they double team shoulder splash. They announced that Tony Khan will be here next week with an update on the Ring of Honor World Television Championship after Samoa Joe vacated it. Billy Starks defeated Rachel Ellering in a good matchup here with Billy hitting the Swanton for the pin. Athena and Billy kept attacking Ellering after until Layla Hirsch runs out 
to save Ellering. Josh Woods defeated SK Bishop. Quick work here after hitting the Chaos Theory suplex for the win. The Infantry, Darius Martin and Akshay Andretti defeated Shane Taylor, Lee Moriarty, and the Wingmen. Shane Taylor with some nice new music here. Rickabani mentioned how Ryan Nemeth is going on his comedy tour with his brother, Nick. I wonder who that is. Peter Avalon punched Taylor by accident during this match, so Taylor knocks him out as him and Moriarty just lead the match, and the four opponents just all went after Avalon, hitting him with the boot camp as Carly Bravo gets the pin. Layla Hirsch tells Rachel Ellering backstage the only reason she helped her is because she doesn't like owing people depth, and now they are even, and she's done with her. Maria interrupts and tells them to team up and have a match. Then she'll decide if she wants to help Layla. And what was described as the battle of two former Ring of Honor champions, younger brothers. Drillistico defeated Gravity. Uh, they mentioned Drillistico signing a long-term contract with AEW, and he gets the win here after hitting a sick corkscrew destroyer in a pretty good match from these two. And a main event here, Eddie Kingston defends the Ring of Honor World Championship against Angelico in the long-awaited matchup. Pretty good matchup here with Kingston retaining after a bit over 10 minutes, and the show ends with a backstage promo from Dalton Castle, where he's calling out Eddie Kingston, and the match is made for next week for the Ring of Honor World title. On MLW Fusion, the debut in Griffin McCoy defeated Tracy Williams. McCoy, known for his time in GCW as part of Young, Dumb, and Broke. McCoy gets the pin in his debut after hitting a sunset kick. We go to the WTF headquarters as St. Laurent tells Jacob Fatu that he's got receipts coming for stealing Matt Cardona's car. Even though they found it, he's not bothered by it. And they reveal the new WTF logo, which is pretty much looks like the uh, 80s, early 90s version of the WWF logo. Janai Kai defeated Riley Crow in seconds after kicking her in the face right away, followed by punches until the referee calls off the match. They show a video for the calling as Joe Dombrowski on commentary calls out Akira and Rick Shane and Paige showing a little bit of animosity towards each other in the video. And of course, RSP and Akira show up to confront Dombrowski, but the one called Manders and Matthew Justice of the Second Gear crew run out and brawl with them to go to the back. Mr. Thomas and O'Shea Edwards of the Beaumaier Fight Club defeated the main event in a pretty quick and dominant fashion here with Thomas pinning Midas Black after him and O'Shea hit a double powerbomb. And the show ends with Court Bauer trying to get Jacob and Fatu and Alice Kane to sign a contract ahead of their Fightland match, but it quickly turns into a brawl as Matt Cardona gets involved. The security has to separate them to end the show. Women of Wrestling Superheroes. Wow. The Tonga Twins defend the Wild Tag Team Championships against G.I. Jane and the debuting Classmaster, who is California indie wrestler Lois Grain. They said Classmaster was replacing the disciplinarian, who has been busy with all of her schoolwork. The Twins hit a 3D that they called the Double Vision on Classmaster to get the pen to retain here. Coach Campanelli defeated Katarina Jinx after hitting the buzzer beater. They noted that no aerial sky ringside here, as she was too busy recruiting the newest member of Team Spirit. Fury defeated Holly Dead when Chainsaw comes out and causes distraction as Fury rolls to Paul did for the surprise win, and Miami Sweet Heat defeated Las Bandidas, where Alana Star was handcuffed to Big Rig Betty as Sofia Lopez was handcuffed to Holly Swag ringside. Penelope Pink and Vicky Lynn McCoy joined commentary as Miami Sweet Heat got the pin after hitting the fab jab. On NWA Power, Kobe Carino defends the World Junior Heavyweight Championship against Mo Jabari after hitting Zed's Dead DDT. We get an interview from one of NWA's newest faces in Tiffany Nieves, who says in two weeks she's going to go after Ruthie J, and she has her eyes on gold here in NWA. We have an NWA World's Women's Tag Team Championship match as Pretty Empowered defeated the debuting Kings Bees, who are Charity King and Danny B, who have who has done AEW in the past. Ella Envy gets to roll a pin on King with some assistance on the outside from Kylie Page. We had a segment called Who Wants to Be a Spectacular as Rolando and Rush Freeman, along with Billy Corgan, try to find out the newest member of the Spectaculars to replace Brady Pierce. Tryouts included Mercurio, who Rolando rated him a two while Rush and Billy gave sixes. The second tryout was former WWE wrestler and pirate Paul Burchill, who was confused about this entire thing and he just wants to come to the NWA to wrestle. Rolando gives him a three as Rush and Billy give a ten. We have a submission match here as Blade Troop defeated Koa Laksamana in minutes, making him tap out to the figure four. And then we go back to the Spectacular's tryouts as we see Tyler Midas, the scrawny guy that Rolando loves and gives a 10, while the others gave a four. Casey rocks his last and gets a zero, a three, and a two. And they went to the final vote 
between Rush and Corgan as they went with Burchill while Rolando stuck with Midas. And next week, they revealed the decision in a six-man match with the new mystery member. And in the main event here for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, EC3 defeated the much bigger Talos. Daisy Kill tried to get involved, but Jack Stane runs out and takes him out as EC3 was able to hit the Tornado DDT and the One Percenter to get the pin on Talos. On NXT Level Up, Blake Howard was with Vic Joseph here, replacing Byron Saxon for the week. Gigi Dolan defeated Stevie Turner in Turner's first televised match since August. Gigi hit her Gigi Driver to get the win here. And in the main event, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang of Gallus, who are both making their Level Up debut, defeated Tyreek Igwe and Tyson DuPont. Wolfgang gets the pin after they hit the Gallus gate. On WWE Main Event, Indu Sheer defeated Noam Dar and Oro Mensa of Metaphor, making their debut as a group here. This is Mensa's first time in Main Event. Um, also, is Dar's first time on this show since 2017, and unfortunately not much luck here as Indushir destroyed poor Dar with a sidewalk slam, flying elbow combo as Sangha gets the pin. And in the main event of main event, Ludwig Kaiser also making his main event debut, defeated Apollo Crews. Kaiser out on his own here, no uh, Gunther, no Giovanni Vinci here. And great match here, definitely recommend Kaiser and Cruz here. Kaiser even bleeding a little bit during this match, but he hits a spitting DDT to get the pen. As main event continues to deliver bangers on a weekly basis, just like I continue here on Shot in the Dark. And you can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. (laughs) 